This is Christopher Benincasa for the Jersey Arts Podcast. Even if you are not an opera expert, you probably know the music playing right now. It's Ride of the Valkyries, and it's been bouncing around pop culture for generations, from Bugs Bunny cartoons to Apocalypse Now. This coming Sunday at NJ Pack, Trilogy, an opera company, will present Richard Wagner's The Valkyrie, part two of four in his epic Ring Cycle, which features the famous Ride of the Valkyries segment at the beginning of Act Three. The original production took place in Munich, Germany in 1870. After Sunday's performance of The Valkyrie at NJ Pack in Newark, Trilogy will be halfway through the first ever production of the entire Ring Cycle to be done in New Jersey. I recently spoke with Trilogy's artistic director, Kevin Maynard, about this opera and the meaning behind it. Maynard will also be performing the role of Hunding on Sunday, something he's done many times around the world throughout his remarkable career as an opera singer. So we're listening to Ride of the Valkyries right now. It has a rich history in popular culture. People have had a lot of fun with it outside of the opera house. But what is this piece of music about? What is Wagner saying with this piece of music? What is happening in this part of the opera? Could you sort of give us an overview of the ring cycle? It's famously epic and complex. How can a layman grasp the whole scope of the ring cycle? Well, this is, um, this, this is about relationships and uh, how we view one another. I mean, Valkyrie is very interesting. You know, you have this fellow who's uh, running through the woods from something, so to speak. He lands in a woman's house, a, a man in a woman's uh, house, uh, and he, he finds out later that he's uh, in the home of his sister, actually, and he falls in love with her, and he has uh, caused his sister to be somewhat later on uh, unfaithful to her husband, who is Hunding, which is the character I play. And uh, as they go along, they become more romantically involved. And uh, she explains things to him that are in the house that can later be of assistance to him, particularly this sword that's stuck in the tree, which his own father put there. Uh, he has figured out that he is uh, in the home of someone who's quite angry with him, finding him in his house with his wife, and uh, warns him that uh, tomorrow that uh, they must fight uh, to the death. And, and, Z and Zygmunt uh, uh, travels out, and of course, uh, Hunding uh, follows after him. And right in between there, uh, you, you meet Wotan once again, and Wotan, who, who is actually uh, Zygmunt's father, <laughs> and who is, he's a god, and Wotan uh, uh, suddenly is confronted by his wife, Fricka, who says, um, look, uh, Zygmunt is out of line. He has come into Hunding's uh, uh, lair, if you will, his home, and uh, he has had relation uh, with another man's wife, and he needs to be killed. Now, Wotan doesn't want to do this because Zygmunt is a hero, someone that he, uh, you know, admires, and a son of his as well. But he is forced by Fricka, Wotan's wife, 
to do this. And so he calls on his daughter Brunhilde to do this. And Brunhilde, who is a Valkyrie herself, uh, and later on in the opera we meet other Valkyries, her sisters, there are eight of them. And um, Brunhilde is called to perform this task. But after she learns why uh, Zygmunt has done uh, what he is doing and how, and he, he is his commitment to uh, to uh, Zieglinda, she is impressed by it and decides that she will not, uh, you know, um, participate in his death. Now this makes Wotan very upset, and so what he does is uh, when they're supposed to fight, he errs on the side of uh, of Hunding. Although he doesn't want to, but he has to because Fricka has told him that this must be done. So uh, he makes sure that Zygmunt dies. And then after this has all happened, he's frustrated with it and he kills uh, Hunding as well. Then what happens is now he goes after Brunhilde, his daughter who has disobeyed him. Uh He punishes her and puts her behind a ring of fire that only a special kind of hero at her request can uh, actually save her. And um, that's pretty much about uh, what it's all about. You personally have a lot of history with Wagner's entire ring cycle. The Valkyrie is part two out of four. Could you tell us what you've learned about this work from performing it and living it over the course of your career? I think that people, the ring is about greed. You know, this powerful ring that everybody wants and has been cursed, so to speak, um, uh, by this fellow, uh, Alberich, who actually stole it, stole it himself from some, some beautiful nymphs called the Rhine Maidens. And it's been cursed uh, by them because he stole it. Everybody sort of wants a part of it, so they try to steal it because it has enormous power. But the problem with it is because it has been cursed, most people fall into something that they wish they hadn't fallen into. They either kill someone very close to them, or they do something that they're not supposed to do. They mislead someone, or they get killed themselves in the quest for this thing. And it causes a sort of, you know, calamity, if you will. And uh, it's really all about power and how people, and what power can do, how it corrupts, and what people will do for it. That's what the ring is all about. Then there are other things inside of there. There's all kinds of uh, uh, issues with people who are unfaithful, who are uh, greed, uh, lust, and um, these kinds of things as well. Deception, racism, sexism, all of that is in the ring. And uh, uh, that, that's what makes it so powerful today. And particularly in our community in Newark, you know, I always say that if you're going to come to an opera and you want to see something in a foreign language, the first thing you should start with is not the marriage of Figaro, Le Noce di Figaro. It's not um, Madame Butterfly. I say start with the ring. So you are performing the role of Hunding, which you have done before in different productions around the world. Tell us about this role. Well, Hunding, Hunding is a... Uh, he's he's a jealous man. Uh, He's prideful. You know, he's a hunter, if you will. And he's like any other man. If you walked in your home and you saw somebody with your wife or your partner or in the same space that was reasonably attractive, you might be a little bit concerned if you weren't expecting it. And he's found someone who's invaded his 
his uh, territory. <laughs> and he wants nothing to do with it. And so he challenges uh, Zygmunt, you know. And uh, he is afforded the help of the gods, and he kills him. And, uh, but uh, the gods look on him like, here, I killed a real hero for the likes of you. And then he's summoned to death, and he just sort of just drops dead on the scene, sort of like with a massive heart attack or something. But Hunding has these great sounds, this great entrance that comes right before he comes in. Yum, bum, ba bum 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 ba bum And you, you know he's coming, because Wagner provides these themes to let you know who people are. And then when he sings, he, he sings a certain sort of way. Uh, it's very attractive to the bass voice, very attractive to me. And I love this role. It's not a real large role, but it's a very interesting role. And I love these types of roles. Could you tell us a little about Trilogy? You are the artistic director of this opera company. What is Trilogy? What makes it different from other opera companies? We focus on the works of black composers and subject matter relative to the black experience because black composers are not so readily uh, made available in the, in the world, in the opera houses and so forth, and in the, the, uh, the great uh, symphonic halls. Their, their compositions are not made so readily available. And the stories uh, that uh, would come from them, we, we don't see so many black librettists, you know. And so I turn our writers into librettists, and I, could, and I ask composers to write operas built on these libretto, these libretti. And then when we do these, these, these pieces, we bring to light the struggle. And, uh, and, and we find this, this common ground for people quite naturally. And they can see and understand uh, more uh, about the uh, black experience in every true sense of the word. So we, we look at, at Trayvon Martin or, or we look at um, uh, Paul Lawrence Dunbar and uh, we look at our new piece that we're getting ready to do this upcoming season, Scott Garner Gray, says Jimmy Baldwin. So we look at Walter Scott, Eric Garner, and Freddie Gray, their murders uh, by the police. And then we, 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 we wonder what James Baldwin would say. And then we put that in operatic form. And then we get provide discussion right beforehand and discussion afterwards. And then this, this repertoire now is, you know, we've created a canon, if you will and a huge canon, some 30 operas, that you can go to and explore and grow. And we would look at the significance and the importance of doing these kinds of works and having this kind of exposure for our American audience. Because this, this, these are the stories of America. So I come and have asked the finest composers and librettists, people who write text, to write operatic works on Frederick Douglass, on Nat Turner, on Paul Robeson, on Marcus Garvey, on, on Sarah Vaughan, uh, and uh, ask them to put them down and then perform them and bring the sounds uh, you know, of our culture to, to people, and, uh, which it involves much, you know. It involves the music of our people. Some people call that jazz. I call it the music because Max Roach used to yell at me all the time. He said, stop calling it jazz, Kevin. Call it the music because that's how 
he, he said that he and Duke Ellington looked at it, look at it. So I, you know, so I think of gospel music. I, I think of, like I said, the spirituals and the classic uh, music uh, that uh, uh, African-Americans use uh, all the time uh, in church, uh, out of church at weddings and uh, at, in the home. I think of the sounds of uh, what they call hip hop, rhythm and blues and, and blues itself. All of these uh, styles and become, they are the music uh, of, um, of black people. And it's, it's important uh, that we share that in, its, uh, in various organized forms so people can see visually what's going on uh, with culture. It, it, it's, it's informative and it's, uh, it, it, it provides exposure. And exposure is the name of the game. It's the, it's the ultimate uh, education. Not to drag the conversation down, but Wagner is sort of a controversial artistic figure. Uh, he was very explicit about his anti-Semitism, didn't try to hide it, and in fact even wrote about it. Do you think that matters? Well, it matters, it matters to me. But you cannot deny the genius, you know, uh, of, of this man, what he's able to do. You know, we have, all of us are flawed. Some, you know, more than others, you know. But um, I, I stand not in judgment uh, of, uh, of Wagner, hoping that nobody will judge me. I'm not perfect, you know. And, uh, but I have to recognize, uh, you know, the abilities of this person, you know, and, uh, and the music that he has created. I mean, I've run into a lot of ugly people in this world who've done some really ugly things. At the same time, they've done some marvelous things. We're just not perfect. And uh, we're flawed and broken, you know. And it calls for a kind of, uh, of forgiveness. And uh, I, I really personally believe that, you know, God uses all kinds of people to do all kinds of things. And so just be careful because he just might use you. <laughs> Can you explain where your passion for this art forum comes from? I get the impression that it has a spiritual dimension for you. Um, do you think there's any truth to that? Yes, I do. You know, I, I'm a very, I'm a God-fearing man. I'm an ordained deacon in the Baptist Church, and um, I quietly, I'm uh, always looking to bring people closer to Christ. And uh, I don't hit people over the head with, uh, with it. I just try to behave in a manner that would be attractive to people. I try to show love and concern, and I try to make sure that people are learning. And uh, that's important, you know, because if people are learning, uh, you know, they are growing. And uh, you have to help people grow. And uh, the arts are comprehensive. You know, and children that are exposed to the arts are a lot different than children who are not, a whole lot different. So I try to make sure that I place children and families. I don't leave the, the mom and dad at home. Mm -mm, I don't believe in that. I said, because they really control the family anyway. So yeah, they're the ones that are going to bring the children to see the performances and so forth. And they're the ones that are going to create the time. Uh, you know, they're, they're the timekeepers, if you will. You know, where the family is going to be, where, you know, how much time you're going to devote to this or that. 
And so it's very important that you look at the parents as well when you're when you're uh, developing uh, when you're developing fa uh, families. Mm -hmm. So come Sunday, what can your audience expect to experience at NJ Pack when the curtain goes up? They should expect great music, great sound, and uh, there are going to be so many things that are happening all at once. You're going to be listening to singers. You're going to be listening to the orchestra play. You're going to be listening. You're going to be looking at the lights. You're going to be looking to at uh, what we do on the stage. You're going to be looking at the costumes, and you're going to you're going to be flooded with all of this stuff at one time. Well, don't worry about it. Take what you can take at this particular time, and then go back again and see the opera again. You know, go see somebody else's production of Valkyrie, and don't necessarily compare, but enjoy the differences. And come all the time, see what you know what we're up to, and just uh, you know. Allow yourself to grow as a result of the explosion. Because when you come, you, you, you're going to be getting a lot of things all at once. And just sit back and uh, allow it to come in. And digest it, if you will. And uh, don't panic. Just, uh, just relax and allow it to come in. And, uh, and then digest, you know, begin to chew on it a little bit. Make sure you chew it good. Chew it good before you swallow it. <laughs> Kevin Maynard, thank you for doing the podcast. Yes, all right. Very good, Christopher. Thank you. Great questions. Great questions. Kevin Maynard is the artistic director of Trilogy, an opera company. Their production of The Valkyrie is being presented at NJ Pack in Newark this coming Sunday, March 18th at 7 p.m. For tickets and more info, go to njpack.org. And to find out more about the arts in New Jersey, visit jerseyarts.com. I'm Christopher Benincasa. Thanks for listening. The Jersey Arts Podcast is made possible by the New Jersey State Council on the Arts, supporting excellence and engagement in the arts since 1966.